Welcome to a Stonewall's Perspective Podcast. We're on a mission to see lives changed by the gospel, one life at a time. Well, hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of a Stonewall's Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Alexander Stone. In today's episode, I have another friend of mine. His name is Bill Ward. He just goes to my church and he's a really amazing guy. He's very family oriented and and today we're going to be talking about family discipleship, family discipleship. So everyone, please welcome Bill Ward. How are you doing today, Bill? Very good. Thank you, Alex. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being able to come on. And so, like I said, we're going to be talking about family discipleship. And previously in our podcast, we've talked about discipleship before, and and we've talked about family before, but we've never really mixed the two together and talked about family discipleship. And that's something that's very important. Uh, in families. But before we do that, can you just tell everyone a little bit about your story, who you are, where you come from, how you came to know the Lord, and and what you do now? Sure, sure. Yes. Um, Well, I grew up in Nebraska. I was in a large family. Uh, We were, we went to the Catholic Church when I was a kid, and um, so I learned a little bit about God there. And uh, ended up going to college there in Omaha, Nebraska. And then I got saved uh, when I was about 20 years old. And uh, the Lord uh, worked in my life uh, through the ministry of Billy Graham uh, and others, others who were sharing the gospel with me. Um, even though I'd been to you know, a lot of church meetings, uh, both in the Catholic church and also a Protestant church, um, we started going to Protestant church after my parents divorced when I was a kid. And so I kind of saw a lot of religious stuff, but I didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so when I was in college, I was like seeking, you know, and I was actually worried and anxious about my life. And I started to listen to Billy Graham on TV. And one day I was in a Walgreens, Alex, and uh, I saw on the book clearance table, How to Be Born Again by Billy Graham. And being a pretty intellectual, analytical guy, I thought, I'm going to get this book and read it so I can understand what this is about, because I didn't know what it was about. So God used that book to uh, touch my heart and open my eyes uh, to the, to the truth of the gospel. And I received Christ, uh, basically by, by that, that book. Mm-hmm. And, um, I pretty much immediately got involved with the church and, um, met my wife there. And after being in church with her and serving the Lord for about four years with her, um, the Lord matched us up and we got married and we had our children there in Omaha, Nebraska. And, um, uh, so my life has been, God's been very good to me. Um, so he's taught me a lot. I got, uh, connected with some great Bible teachers and mentors, and we moved to, uh, Colorado in 2000 with the kids and we were homeschooling by then. And as I was, um, listening a lot to Bible teachers and homeschooling leaders, I realized that. Uh, my job as a parent was actually about discipling my children uh, toward Jesus Christ. 
not necessarily preparing them academically or physically for life, but actually discipling them for Christ. And so the Lord started to um, direct me in that way in disciple discipleship. And um, I found out my gift was uh, teaching and I love to study and I love to put thoughts together and I love to analyze and, and, and see what God can use in my life to make me more like Jesus. And so he put this burden on my heart called family discipleship. And so I, we've been working on it for a long time. Um, so our five children are all, of course, out of school now. And by the grace of God, they're all walking with Jesus and serving the Lord. Mm-hmm. So we're grateful and we're, we're excited to tell other people that they can also disciple their children. Right. Praise the Lord for that. And, and you said you had a big family when you were growing up and, and you have a pretty decent sized family, seven people uh, in your family right now. Um, and you, your family is one of the closest families that I've ever, ever seen in my life, honestly. Yeah. And it's because you, your job as a parent has helped do that through family discipleship. And so that's going to what we're talking about today, family discipleship. So, so what is family discipleship? That's a great question. Well, you know, as a Christian, um, you have to, you have to think about what is God saying his word um, about what we're basically, what are we supposed to be doing as parents? What are we actually doing as parents? And so um, some verses that, that God um, laid on my heart, one of them is in um, first Timothy. And uh, I'm going to read that to you real quick here about my Bible. Um, it kind of, Paul kind of summarizes the, um, the purpose for the teaching of the word of God in chapter one, verse five of first Timothy. He says, now the purpose of the commandment, or you could also say the goal of our instruction is three things, love from a pure heart, a good conscience and a genuine faith. So it's pretty simple. Um, the reason that we are parents is to raise up offspring who will eventually replace us, so to speak, reproduce. You know, that's what we're doing is reproducing. But we're reproducing um, followers of Christ. And the goal of everything we're doing is to reach the hearts of our children so that they have love from a pure heart. They have a good conscience, which is really important in raising young people, is to teach them how to keep a good conscience and also a genuine faith. Of course, we want our children to know and to serve Jesus Christ in a personal way. So it's, uh, it, it, it's kind of simple, actually. We're trying to reach the heart of our kids for Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And another thing in the Bible um, that God showed me was in Deuteronomy chapter six, which is a very important passage of scripture for parents. uh, Moses tells the children of Israel, God's primary commandment for parents. And this passage was actually quoted by Jesus, our savior, when he was asked by a Pharisee or a scribe, 
what is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus immediately quotes from Deuteronomy chapter six. And so I believe Deuteronomy six is very high on God's list of commandments. And so if you take a look at that passage, Alex, you find out number one, that God's trying to get the attention of his people because he says, hear and listen. You also find out he's concerned about generational faithfulness because he talks about teaching your kids and your grandkids uh, the ways of the Lord. And then he gets into what you're actually teaching. And so if I could read a couple verses here, mm -hmm. I would start in verse four of Deuteronomy six. And keep in mind, he's talking mainly to the adults in the Israelite community um, as they're heading into the promised land. And God wants to establish them as his people in the promised land. So he says, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And these words, which I command you today, shall be in your heart. Verse 7, you shall teach them diligently to your children. And I'll stop right there. So Jesus said, this is the greatest commandment, to love the Lord with all of your heart. And what does that mean as parents? It includes um, having the word of God his commandments in our hearts, in our, in the parents' hearts first, and then we can teach them diligently to our children. So what we're doing is actually discipleship. We, first of all, are learning to follow Christ as Christians, as moms and dads, first of all. And if that doesn't happen first, we can't really disciple our kids, of course. And then secondly, once we are learning to follow Christ, then the things that God has impressed upon our hearts in his word, we can um, teach our kids that. And, and that what that means is not just words, but by our actions, right? Mm -hmm. They see that God and his word have affected our lives personally. And so modeling the uh, Christian life is the main way that parents disciple their kids. And, you know, in Malachi chapter two, God talks about marriage. And he said, why did he make two into one? Why did God create marriage? And he, the answer was this, he seeks a godly offspring. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you could say the reason for marriage is to reproduce Christians. Okay. The reason for Christian marriage and, you know, God in the beginning in, in Genesis one, he said, remember in chapter one, verse 26, he said, let us make man in our own image. And so in the image of God, he created man, male and female, he created them. And he, it says he commanded them to be fruitful and multiply and take dominion. So he commands us to be parents, to have children, to raise up those who will continue after we're gone, you know? And so when I started to understand that is actually what I'm supposed to be doing as a dad 
is learning how to pass the faith on to my kids, it really, it really encouraged me. It gave me a vision for why I'm doing all this. You know, why are we living on a single income? Why are we homeschooling? You know, because we wanted to be the primary influencers of our children, not someone else. We wanted to model uh, their teaching after God's word. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, so that's what, to me, that's what family discipleship is. And, you know, going back to that very first verse that you talked about in first, uh, first Timothy chapter one, verse five, it says, now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience and from sincere faith. And then verse six goes on and says, from which some having strayed have turned aside to idle walk and, and your family hasn't done that your family hasn't turned us turned aside to idle walk and, and, and that's amazing and that has very big part in what you've done uh, as the father and, and what your wife has done as the mother in, in raising your children and I feel like that's lacking in very many uh, homes in in Christian families today um, mm-hmm. father's aren't doing good and mothers aren't doing good and it's probably because they're not focusing on scripture what they're focusing on is other things of this world and yeah uh, i i I would applaud i'm applaud i'm applauding you uh for the way that you've raised your family and so i have a i have a question how has uh you your um how have you implemented this uh into your family uh, now, the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, from sincere faith. How have you taught these three attributes to your kids um, mm-hmm. as they've grown up? Yeah, thanks, Alex. Um, well, the, the number one thing I've tried to do is to walk with Jesus myself mm-hmm. and to model what it is to be a Christian. And so I believe there's three areas um, in my life or relationships that I need to learn what the word of God teaches and obey it. And I believe if I, if I am working on those three things and I'm not, I'm I probably never say that I've arrived until I'm, I'm with the Lord because mm-hmm. I, I won't be able to improve any at that point. Uh, the first area is my own personal walk with Jesus Christ. You know, um, do I love God's word? Do I spend time in his word every day? Do I pray? Um, do I confess my sins? Uh, when I hurt other people, um, do I try and make it right? You know, when I cause a conflict, um, do I obey the Lord and go to that brother and try to make it right with them? So I have really focused on my personal life with Jesus Christ. Um, I, I've had people in my life disciple me that I've submitted to their discipleship. Um, I've, I've studied the Bible as well as I can. Um, I make it a daily habit to do that. Um, actually one thing, if you talk to my kids today, they'll say, if you ask them like, what's one thing that your dad did to influence you for Jesus Christ, they, they would probably say, my dad modeled having a relationship with Christ every morning. We saw him uh, in his chair, spending time with the Lord, reading the word and praying. And he, he taught us how important that is in our lives and how the word of God can be your lifeline and be your spiritual food every day. So that's the first thing 
is how we did it is pursuing my own personal relationship with Christ. Secondly, is pursuing a marriage that is biblical as much as possible. Um, I'm trying to be the head of our family. My wife is doing her best to follow my leadership. And our kids have seen that modeled uh, for a long time. Um, we have um, learned a lot in our marriage, been married 35 years. Um, I'm always wanting to improve our marriage because um, it's, you know, it's something that we're constantly working on. Whenever you're in a close relationship, you're always going to be working on the relationship. Okay. Right. And so I have gone to marriage conferences, uh, Bible conferences that teach about marriage. I've studied the word of God about marriage. I've taught about marriage and I've sought to glorify God by having a, a, a marriage that follows the Bible. And then the third thing, Alex, um, is I've tried to get my mind um, not so influenced by what the world or the culture says about children, but what does the Bible say about children? Okay. Um, and so we, and the Lord had to change our mind because um, there was a point where we were delaying having children in our marriage. And then um, we were, we started having our kids and God made us fruitful and we multiplied and we had five kids in seven years. And um, there was a point during that time where we kind of thought, whoa, 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 we need to kind of put the brakes on here, you know? Um, but then God started speaking to us about what he says about children. And we started studying the Bible and we realized that, that God wants to be in control of, our fertility is what as much as any other area of our life. And so we gave that over to God and we said, Lord, we're going to have as many children as you want us to have. We're, we're available because, you know, I came from a family of 11 uh, born from my mother. My wife came from a family of seven children born from her mother. And, you know, we had five. And so we weren't like blowing it out of the field or anything, you know? Um, but in God's sovereignty, he, he stopped our fertility after we had five kids and my wife was physically no longer able to have any kids. And so I think the, the changing my mind biblically about what children, what the Bible says about children made a huge influence on me personally. And so, um, those three areas, basically living my life, um, seeking the Lord, right. Um, and trying to obey and honor him, that is how you do family discipleship. You know, it's not a program or a devotional book or something you do um, for 15 minutes, a couple times a week. That's not going to do it. It's got to be just like regular discipleship. It's got to be life on life, right? Um, kids, if you, um, if parents, you know, tell kids to do things like be a good kid, do the right thing, go to church, you know, do your Bible study, but they don't see the parents doing it genuinely, then they'll know it's a farce. Right. And cause kids, kids are really good at seeing truth and lies. And if the parents are sort of putting on a show, they're really just being hypocrites, you know, and children recognize that and they will run away from that. And I personally think that a lot of reasons we have teenage rebellion is because fathers 
fail in this area of having integrity with their kids, of walking with Jesus themselves, basically practicing what they preach. You know, if you don't practice what you preach, you're going to, you're going to be a miserable failure as a, as a leader, you know? And so, and Alex, the cool thing is it, we don't have to be perfect. You know, God, God doesn't say, you know, if you sin, then you're, I'm done with you, you know? And so um, it's okay to be weak, but there's some Bible principles that you can't really get along without. And, and one of them is you got to be walking with Jesus. You got to be seeking the Lord. You got to be, if, if God's given you vision and the ability to read, you should be reading God's word every day, mm-hmm. every day. You should be talking to your family about God's word, you know? Um, and, and then when you make mistakes, you know, the, you know, this is probably the most powerful thing I've ever done with my kids is confess my sins to my own kids. Because they saw, hey, dad's not perfect. You know, dad is practicing what he preaches. He, he's a sinner and he's confessing his sins to God and to us. And he's asking us for forgiveness. And he's asking us to pray for him that he would be a better father. I've, I've pretty much practiced that while we ra- raised our kids. You know, because I believe that um, something my pastor taught me was, Everything um, go, everything uh, rises or falls on leadership, you know. And if if I come home from work and my wife had a bad day with the kids, guess who's responsible? Me. I am responsible. I need to get in there and see what's going on. Why we have lacking order in the home? What's going on here? What's going on with my wife? What have, have I asked her to do too much? Have I not um, held the the behavioral standard with the kids myself and my lacks in my own discipline of the kids. What bill, what are you doing here? What's going on? And so the Lord showed me that, that it's, um, that it's, it's my connection to God that will enable me to be a good father. Mm-hmm. And that often includes humbling myself, confessing my sin and asking God for help. And I've, I've asked lots of people for help. I've taken classes. I've taken parenting classes, marriage conferences. I've, I've talked to pastors, um, you know, all all kinds of things, trying to learn because I want God's grace in my life and be mostly so that it flows to my kids. Mm -hmm. That's good. And so it was really you just modeling what the word of God said so that your children would follow it and understand that this is this is legit and what you are doing is real and and while you were talking i was thinking about first uh, philippians uh, chapter 1 verse 27 and it says only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of christ so that whether i come and see you or am absent i may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel and that was what you were to do. That was what you were doing when you were raising your, your children. You would preach, uh, you, would, you would teach your children how they should go in their life with the word of God. And then you would let your conduct be worthy of the gospel, be worthy of what you were teaching to your children. And it sounds as if um, you did a pretty good job. And, and it looks that way as well. 
uh, because of the way that your family is. Because uh, I, I love your family. I, I see it. And I'm like, Thanks, wow, Alex. I, I want that. Um, I want that kind of relationship with my brothers and sisters. Yeah. Uh, hey, can I, I want to share another verse if I can. Yeah. Um, in uh, first Timothy or first uh, Thessalonians chapter two, uh, you know, apostle Paul had a great desire for the church to know, to be obedient to Christ. Right. And I looked at that a lot of times, like, do I have a great desire for my kids? You know, Paul, you know, Paul endured a lot of suffering. He was sacrificial for the benefit of others. Right. Um, and when you read that, you just, you're just like, Lord, give me that heart for my kids, you know, help me not to be lazy, fearful, you know, and it, it really, it goes to your walk with the Lord and your obedience to Christ. And then the next level, like I mentioned, is you got to work on your marriage so that you're on the same page together on what you're doing with your kids. And so this passage, I want to read a couple verses in uh, chapter two, verse 10 of first Thessalonians, Paul says, you are witnesses and God also how devoutly and justly and blamelessly we behaved ourselves among you who believe. Okay, that is a model for a father, especially. How do we behave toward our kids? Devoutly, justly, blamelessly. And then verse 11, Paul says, as you know how we exhorted, and that word also means encouraged and comforted and charged every one of you as a father does his own children. A father is supposed to do that. Exhort, comfort, and charge his children. We're supposed to care so much about our kids that we will address issues in their lives. When they hurt, we will comfort them. When they're growing up and they're deciding what to do, we charge them to follow Jesus Christ. Verse 12 says, so that you may walk worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. So Paul, Paul's passion for God's people, that they would know Christ that they would be sanctified, that they would grow up and be complete in Christ. That passion has got to be in the hearts of fathers, you know, and, and God said in, in the end of the old Testament, Malachi four, he said, at the end, I will send my spirit in the spirit of Elijah and to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. And, um, and God's also been turning the hearts of the children back to the fathers. And, you know, Alex, um, one thing I learned a long time ago is that when people, especially young people have problems in life, if you sat down with them and talked to them about their relationship with their father, nine times out of 10, I believe you'll find out it's not a good relationship. 
they've been hurt. There's unresolved conflict. Um, there's issues there. And whenever we're in misalignment with our family relationships, it affects our whole life. It affects our thinking, mm -hmm. our behavior, our desires. It makes us weak. It makes us prone to sin. And so having alignment with your father is super important. You know, it was important to Jesus to hear the words, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. It's important for our kids to know that their father also says the same thing toward them because it gives them comfort and confidence and peace in who they are and that they can live their lives out of who God made them because it's good and not try to live out of some other identity that they are not. You know, in a world of so much fatherlessness and, and so much uh, depravity, we need fathers who will raise up their children in a way that is worthy of the gospel and worthy of God and worthy uh, for his kingdom and his glory. And, and fathers need to return to that and, and mothers need to return to that. And it's showing your family who Christ is, what he has done for us, and then living it out in your everyday life. Mm -hmm. That is so important. And if, if, um, if there's any parents who are listening to this, uh, I have one question for you, Bill, uh, before we end this episode. And that is what piece of advice would you give to parents who are listening to this episode? Great, Alex. That's a great question. Um, my piece of advice would be to learn how to walk with Jesus Christ yourself and get help with that. You know, we, we don't, we don't live the Christian life without the one another's around us, you know, other believers. Um, we need to be in close fellowship with other believers. We need to be submitted to the authority of a local church. I encourage people to get involved in their church, to become members, to submit yourself to the spiritual leadership of the church. Because um, another thing we haven't talked about is satanic warfare against the family. But when you're part of a um, a faithful testimony to Jesus, local assembly, and you're submitted to the leadership in that church, the Lord protects you spiritually um, from satanic attack. Doesn't mean it will never happen, but I'll tell you what, when I have a big issue, guess where I go Sunday morning? I go up to the altar mm -hmm. and I look for someone to pray for me. And I talk with the pastors in the foyer. Uh, I did this about a month ago. We had a health issue in our family. And I talked to one of the pastors. And immediately he said, Bill, let's pray about this right now. And so there's got to be a, a connection to the local church. And if, you're, if you don't have that, then you're going to be missing out on the power of God, the protection of God, and the blessing of God that flows through the local church. And that's another thing we didn't talk about, Alex, is... We named our homeschool Green Tree Christian School 
out of Psalm 52. And it says, I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. And so we raised our kids. We were involved in churches all along the ways. And we've been in, involved with Abundant Life for 15 years since we've lived here now. And I, I believe that um, to be a really strong family, you must be part of a good church and you must be submitted to their authority and God's power and God's wisdom will flow into your life, into your marriage and through your kids uh, because of God's spirit working through um, all those relationships. And so I have to be aligned in my relationships as a father with my authorities before God's authority in my family will flow through me. If I'm out of alignment, if I'm not submitted to my authority, if, not, if I'm not paying my taxes, whatever it is, guess what? I'm not going to have God's blessing and God's authority in my marriage or in my, in my parenting. And so walking with Jesus Christ, being part of a local church, and then seeking out help, seeking out, you know, we, my wife and I teach classes to help parents. Uh, we're actually starting one up in a couple of weeks mm -hmm. um, uh, for marriage and parenting. Um, we're starting at the end of March. If people are interested in a, a weekly Zoom meeting to help them with family discipleship, uh, let them know how to get a hold of me. Okay, I will. And, and so it's just basically seeking prayer, seeking help, uh, and seeking God's wisdom in your marriage and in your uh, and in your family to really raise them up how how they should go. Yes. Be a learner. You know, a Christian is a disciple, which is a learner. It means we don't know how to do this, but we're, we're learning. We're le learning not just from the Bible, but from other teachers and from others who will mentor and disciple us. So you've got to like, go find somebody like find me, Bill Ward. Would you meet with me? Would you help me at, to be a better father? I want to learn this. It's important. Okay. And, and if I could end with one verse, Alex, it would be in the same chapter and it talks about um paul says someday i'm going to stand before jesus christ and give an account for my stewardship of, of discipling you people and i believe someday parents will stand before jesus christ with either great joy or shame for how they have parented and these verses are in the same chapter of first thessalonians 2 and verse 19 where Paul says this, for what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For you are our glory and joy. So when the Lord comes back and we're all at the judgment seat of Christ, our desire as parents is that our children have walked with Jesus have been sanctified and are before the Lord themselves personally in, um, in sanctification to honor Jesus Christ. And I tell you what, when that day comes for me, I'm going to be so excited that my kids followed Christ, you know? And so, and we gotta, we gotta realize that guys, this is important. We're going to be before the Lord pretty soon, give an account of our stewardship as parents. So I, I urge anybody listening to learn what you can, to walk with Jesus, to learn um, how to get help with your marriage 
and to learn how to be a better parent. And it really has to do with your own modeling um, of you walking with Jesus. And, you know, it's not easy. We're, we're sinners. We're all, we're all human. We all make mistakes. But the Bible says the righteous person falls seven times but gets back up again. You know, if you sin, confess your sin. If you sin against others, confess it to others. Ask for forgiveness. Get in God's word. Let God's word fill you every day and give you encouragement and hope and strength to walk by faith in the calling God has for you. You can do this. God's given us his spirit. He's given us his word. He's given us the church, one another. Uh, we don't really have any excuses, Alex, as Christians. Right. And you know what? That is That, that was all very, very good. And, and we should really walk worthy of the gospel, especially parents as they're raising their children and, and this world needs it this generation yep. needs it because of everything that is going on in the world today we need parents who will rise up and and accept the call that god has given on their lives to lead their children well and i thank god that my parents have done that uh, for me and my siblings um but it is sad how many parents have fallen very short of that um and walking worthy of the gospel and, and teaching the gospel to their children. And that, that that's very sad. But but if there's any parents who are listening to this and you want to get into contact uh, with Bill, uh, let me know and I will talk to Bill and, and I can help you get connected with him. Uh, email me at askastone1 at gmail.com. That's A-S-K-A-S-T-O-N-E, the number one at gmail.com. Uh, but with all, with all of that being said, uh, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed. And thank you, Bill, for coming on and talking about family discipleship and how you have uh, raised your family. It's been a pleasure, Alex. Thank you very much. And of course. we appreciate your family as well. And we're excited to see you serving Jesus Christ. Thank you. I appreciate you. Well, all of that being said, we're going to come to an end of this episode. Thank you once again. And goodbye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed. You can also check us out at Stonewall's Perspective on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with the latest news. Stay anchored.